Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Now back to Murph and Marcus, live from Radio Row in Vegas, sponsored by Friedman's Appliance, proudly serving all of Northern California with a wide selection of luxury appliances. Visit them in Pleasant Hill to see the Friedman's difference. And by Xfinity Internet, the best way to stream your favorite live sports. Xfinity, the ultimate entertainment experience on the sports leader. Second down and nine, Denver. Blitz is on, Elway rolling left. Sets up, dumps it out of the backfield, complete to Howard Griffith, inside the 15, inside the 10-yard line. What a great block by Ed McCaffrey on Brian Williams, sets the whole thing up. They go with a little play action, take Howard Griffith and just dump him out in the left flat as he squares his shoulder. McCaffrey comes back and just takes out Brian Williams. It's allowed to get the big first down. Take that, Brian Williams. Eddie McCaffrey laying him out, and here you are. Glory days, Ed. Glory days. Yep, I hear Bruce Springsteen <laughs> singing in the background. <laughs> do you remember the block? I do. Hard to forget. <laughs> yeah. You know, interestingly enough, I haven't yeah. ever watched that game from the All-22 uh-huh. view uh, ever. So is that something you, like, no, used to do? Or? No, you win a Super Bowl you're at the parade. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't need to watch that film. We won. It's over, man. It's time to celebrate. Yeah, you, right? you don't got to break down the game footage when no, you've got the victory. There's no meeting the next day. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I love that our producer came back with a highlight of you blocking because obviously yeah. we're going to talk a lot about Christian McCaffrey, and it's all about those guys up front, whether we're talking Trent Williams, Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk. But how about on the outside when you see Jawan Jennings, you see Debo and Brandon Ayuk, and the wide receivers buying into blocking? Hey, look, the run game starts with the receivers. Yeah. You don't hear many people say that, right? And Rod Smith and I, Ring of Famer Rod Smith, hopefully future Hall of Famer, we cut our teeth in the run game. We got on the field because we were willing to block. Linemen are paid to block. Fullbacks, tight ends, you got to block. A lot of receivers, you know, they, sometimes they elect to block and maybe they elect to make a business decision. But if you want to have a great run game, You've got guys like Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Jennings coming off the bench as the third receiver blocking down the field. Those guys take it seriously, mm-hmm. and it makes a big, big difference in the run game. The last defender is typically a safety or a corner. That's the receiver's job. you got to be a lineman in the run game. Uh, no block, no rock. There you go. Ed's here representing SiriusXM's NFL channel, SiriusXM NFL radio all day, Media Row, Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Guys like Tim Brown, Rich Gannon, Torrey Hole, all these good guys going. All right, how's the boy? How's Christian? Dude, he's locked in. Okay. Since last Tuesday, he's been locked in. Okay. Yeah, he told us last Tuesday, hey, uh, you know what? You, I want you guys to have a wonderful experience. You know, here's the tickets, whatever I can do. But I'm out of the ticket business on Tuesday. Uh, here's my credit card. Here's the tickets. Do what you got to do. I'm dialed in. I don't want you staying at our team hotel. Uh-huh. You go find a place to stay. Uh-huh. Uh, I got a game to play. Okay. And you know him well. So yeah. the rhythms or the focus or the this this means, is it different or is that him every No, it, it's the same. He's got a whole routine. And, you know, something I learned from future Hall of Fame coach Mike Shanahan and something Kyle Shanahan preaches, um, you know, if you practice – and prepare the same way all the time, 
you watch your film, you study your playbook, you go through your routine, you take care of your body. If you do it the same way all the time, you get to a game like the Super Bowl, you don't change a thing. Yeah, yeah. and that's why we talk a lot about the Shanahan system. Now, obviously, you're very well experienced with it, with Kyle Shanahan and, of course, Mike Shanahan. What are the similarities in the run game for Christian McCaffrey under Mike Shanahan versus Kyle Shanahan? Well, a lot of the schemes are the same in yeah. terms of outside zone, inside zone. They'll change it up with counter power, et cetera. But the thing that's changed the most, and we used to shift in motion a lot, but not to the extent, I think, that this 49ers team does under Kyle Shanahan. They use way more reduced splits, the whole NFL does, and they do a little bit more shifting in motion with their receivers. So we were a big 21 personnel team. They're a big 21 personnel team. We use uh, you know, our fullback. They got use check um, and their base personnel. We used to not split our running backs out to play wide receivers. So the really interesting thing about this offense, they have Christian and Debo, mm -hmm. who they can interchange at running back and receiver, which just gives a completely different look to the defense. Because it's base personnel when they come off the sideline, leave our base defense in. Now, are we guarding Debo? Is he getting a handoff? Is Christian split out? Who's going to guard him? How are we going to defend that? So Kyle can be a little more creative than what we used to do. But a lot of the actual footwork and technique used to execute the zone scheme are the same. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Three-time Super Bowl champ Ed McCaffrey joining us, dad of Christian and Dylan and Luke and Max, right? Oh, you got a lot, four football four boys. Four boys, yeah. And Luke's the next one who wants to play yeah. in the league, right? We came right from Mobile to Las Vegas. He played in the Senior Bowl last a, week. R Rice University, Had right? a great time, yeah. played at Rice University. Yeah, he was a quarterback his whole life, switched to receiver last year, and uh, had a great year. Had a great year at Rice. They went to a bowl game again, and he got to go and play in the senior bowls, getting ready for the combine. But he's going to take a little break from his training to support his big brother. Nice. Hey, and forget about it. You know, Ed and Christian and all that. We need to talk about the real McCaffrey, Lisa. Okay? I mean, she's like, Lisa, she's electric, man. She's electric. You can, her podcasts, her takes, her energy, her riffs, her social media game. Yeah. How's no, she doing? She is quite, She is a talent, to say the least. <laughs> and uh, she's doing great. She's out here. She's a mom, right? She's out here. She actually does a Your Mom podcast yeah. with her friend Ashley. They interview a lot of incredible moms of, of some of the Super Bowl uh, players we'll see play on Sunday. And, uh, but she was a heck of an athlete, too. Played soccer in college, played with Julie Fowdy and against Mia Hamm. And that was before they had women's soccer in the Olympics, if you can believe it. Wow. Um, she was a couple years uh, younger than Julie, but a phenomenal athlete. She, she at one point tried out for the Valkyries. I think she ran like a 4840. <laughs> And she found out she was pregnant. So she was going to play for this women's football team. And she's like, she found out she was pregnant like a week later. And, ah, I guess I won't be playing. Oh, but um, she reminds us of that. But, no, she's an incredible athlete. And thank goodness for me, she loves football. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we have four boys that yeah. play football. I mm -hmm. joke that she was their first coach. She coached them in soccer when they're like three and four. And she was so tough on them. Like, we're, we're going to switch sports and play football because we can't take these rigorous practices <laughs> you're putting us through at three and four years old. But, um, you know, she jokes around, and it probably is. It's hard to be a mom of four boys, mm -hmm. no other girls in the house. But I'll come home, I swear to you, on a day where I'm footballed out. Like, I've watched a ton of film, watch games. I was coaching for a long time. I come home, and she's got a game on by herself, you know, watching it while she's cooking something up. And uh, she just loves the sport. That's so, thank goodness. It makes my life incredible. She also has the quote of the week. She said, Taylor Swift. 
She's dead to me. That's what she said. Yeah. She's dead to me. Well, if you, but that's, that's the clickbait quote. But the, There's you, an if, asterisk to that. Well, right? if, you yeah, li- yeah, yeah, if yeah. anyone who listened to the podcast was like, oh, my gosh, I love Taylor Swift. She's on my playlist. She runs to Taylor Swift every day. I promise you there's not been a, anyone that defended the relationship between Taylor Swift and Travis hmm. Kelsey more than Lisa. And as a matter of fact, even – after she st- they started dating and she was rooting for the Chiefs. And remember, I played for the Broncos, too, so we weren't really <laughs> yeah. Chiefs fans. Um, you know, I got her this Stephen Wilson piece of art that is a Taylor Swift piece of art that's hanging in our piano room in our house. But her intent was, hey, look, I, I love her, mm-hmm. but just like with Lil Wayne, we have a piece of his artwork, too, hanging <laughs> in the house. Nice. He's a Packers fan. For one week, we one put, week? One oh, week you know, yeah. we can put the kibosh on it, it for a week. Change up the feng shui a little bit. Yeah, you know what? For just one week, and then, hey, we're right back at it. <laughs> Eddie McCaffrey, three-time Super Bowl champion. The first one came with the Niners with Mike Shanahan as your O-coordinator, yep, yep. and obviously then two later with Denver. Um, I've kind of compared, and I mean this as a compliment now, you were sort of the Chris Conley of that 94 team? No. What do, you say? <laughs> what do you think? No, oh, yeah, Conley. How big of a catch did he have, by the way? Yes, in the playoff game. Huge. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of that's the kind of player that John Lynch brings in. That's the type of player that Kyle Shanahan wants on this team. Yeah, and it just reminds you. Every time you touch the field, you can make a difference yes. in the game. You could argue they might not have won that game without Conley. Yeah. Right, made a big-time catch, helped him win, and continued. And one of the reasons they're in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you know, I backed up Jerry Rice. We kept four receivers, and I was one of the two backups, me and Nate Singleton. We backed up Jerry Rice and John Taylor. Two super, they'd won a couple Super Bowls by then, right? And uh, I did end up with one catch in the Super Bowl yes, for five did. yards. I thought I was going to Disney World because Jerry dinged his shoulder, yeah, yeah. and he left. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm going to Disney World. I, I got one quick catch, and I'm, I'm just getting loose. Okay, got one out, out of the way. And then Jerry comes back, of course. He did. Cr- he crushed yeah. it. With, like, a bang. Yeah, People he, don't talk well, about that a lot. That dude's one of the toughest dudes. I mean, you have to drag him off the field. He will not stay off the field. He's in great shape. He, he's still in great shape. But back then, I mean, he had the best conditioning of anybody, and no injury was going to keep him out of the Super Bowl. I think Steve Young threw for, like, six touchdowns in yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. He ended up being the MVP. But it, it was such a fun game, and that was such a wonderful team. The coach Coaches, my teammates, it was such a great And memory. they were on a mission, and Dion, yeah, and yeah. everything. And the voice you hear, of course, is Ed McCaffrey, dad of Christian and of Max, and Dylan and Luke, and wife, husband of Lisa, and Sirius XM NFL Radio, Sirius XM 88, which we listen to, Media Row at Mandalay Bay. All right, well, it's a law now. we got to ask you about Brock Purdy. And it's not just about what you think of him as a player, but what you think about how sort of the national discourse has treated him. And if you would have any opinion or advice on how he should filter that out or use it as fuel. Yeah, I'd say go do your thing, man, because whatever he's doing is working, right? (laughs) And uh, I got to hit a Brock early because when Christian got traded from Carolina, his first game as a 49er was against the Chiefs, and he didn't even practice a full practice. What he did was get together with Brock Purdy and go through every single play in the offense. And at the end of a workout or two, he called me and said, this dude knows what he's doing. He knows our whole entire offense inside and out. He threw him the ball a little bit to get him loose and run through the routes. And he's like, he's he's really good. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first time I heard of him. And then, you know, talking with Kyle, and now we've heard from Kyle publicly, uh, he thought he was the best quarterback on the roster his rookie season. And as fate would have it, he got in the game and has done nothing but perform. So I thought Kyle Shanahan on opening night did a phenomenal job of explaining this narrative surrounding a game manager, a system quarterback, and an elite quarterback. And he, Brock has done all three. He, you don't luck your way into leading in statistical categories at the end of the year, especially you know average uh, yardage per reception, which he leads the league in, right? And so, yes, he manages the game. You have to. You're a quarterback. You're the coach on the field. 
every quarterback plays in a system. Lamar Jackson plays in a system. Not every quarterback plays in that system, right? You highlight your quarterback skill set. Then the elite quarterbacks, like we saw in the second half versus Detroit, where he led the team down 17. They can make plays that other quarterbacks might not be able to make. And Brock has made every throw. Uh, he's come from behind. He's he every time they have some kind of negative shade they're throwing his way, he just destroys that narrative. And now Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy are two of the finalists tonight for the NFL MVP award, and that's cool. Christian McCaffrey, obviously Offensive Player of the Year, nominated there as well. I'm guessing with the McCaffrey family in town for the Super Bowl, you guys are going to go to the ceremony tonight. Yeah, Lisa and I are going to go. We didn't nice. go last year. We wanted to go, but we're in town all week. We're staying for the game, and it's such an incredible event. There's so many wonderful. Uh, athletes there and families and stars and they put on a really really good show you know fingers crossed I bet it's pretty unusual for two players from the same team mm -hmm. to be one of the five finalists for MVP yeah. I think it's really cool and they speak so highly of each other that's what I love about this locker room guys are just throwing compliments towards their teammates all day long Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. And it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a it's dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Yeah, and by the way, so just to be sure, they're not go Christian not going, Brock's not going. They're at the hotel, right? I don't think they go. I yeah, think yeah. I think they're sequestered. Yeah, I think you sequester. Okay. Sequester. Yeah. Um, following up on the Brock thing, sort of the nonsense question, the radio row question, which is the the noise. You know, whether it's Cam Newton or, or Ryan Clark or these people. I don't know. Do you have an opinion on how that stuff affects the modern player? Flipping on ESPN, Ryan Clark says, the hardest thing I had to do was pretend that he belonged with Mahomes. And then Cam Newton saying he's the 10th best player. I mean, yeah, no, I, don't, I mean, you hear it, right? You're human. If someone tells you, I used to not listen to too much of what was said in the media, but occasionally your friend or someone in your family, oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? Like, Which know, is even worse, by the way. Yeah, I mean, they tell you that way. Um, you know? I, I'll say this. Sometimes it hurts a little more if there's a guy that played the game makes a comment like that because it's easy, even though it's not true, to dispel media. Well, he didn't play. That's why he said it, even if that's not the case. But when a guy that played the game says something, you hear it. But, you know, when you play the quarterback position, right, one quarterback plays. So from the time you're six and you play quarterback, you have to beat out all these other dudes on your team every year for your whole life. And in college, they bring in guys. They, they sign new recruits. In the NFL, they sign other quarterbacks to compete with you. And so these guys, all these starting quarterbacks in the NFL, they're wired to compete. Yeah. And so you, they block out the noise pretty easily. You're playing in a playoff game against Detroit down 17 in the second half. Like, you have to block out all the noise. And the one thing I like about Brock is he keeps that same demeanor no matter what's going on on the field. I think it's the same way off the field. Yeah, it's true. He's just He's got this serenity about him. And he says he's faith-based. It's that kind of stuff. Whatever it is. He's just got this calm, and, and we'll see Sunday, though. Yeah. You've been on that. You rock when you jog out on that field, and now you know it's the bowl, and the anthem takes longer, and the halftime takes longer, and it, you feel it. Yeah, you don't want to get it hyped up too early. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it, right? We were talking earlier about the anthem, yeah. like 
you're in the Super Bowl. You've been dreaming about this since you were six or seven. Now you're there, and they start playing the national anthem, and you're like, I'm going to start looking up. Oh, man, I'm welling up with tears here. Like I'm, And then you're just adrenaline, and you start. And But you need to calm down. You just Whatever you do to get ready for a game, do the same exact thing. Yeah. It's not just the anthem. I think they're singing America the Beautiful, yeah. too, oh, and yeah. the Raise Every Voice and all that. So it's like you got to kind of budget your adrenaline. Hey, right? Well, you, yeah. you know what? you got to block it out. Like I don't even know who played at halftime of the Super Bowls I played in. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> one national anthem I remember because I remember the pyrotechnics had the smoke cloud was over the one the in Miami or field in the whole yeah, yeah which one was the smoke cloud that might have been I forget if that was uh, Super Bowl 29 or if that was Super Bowl 32 I think it was 29 by the way and, just, but, but but also I probably remembered because I was back a backup so <laughs> like when I was a starter I'm dialed in I don't, I don't even see who's anybody I don't hear anybody and that one of the great things about playing I don't know if everyone's this way I haven't confirmed this with every player like, I don't hear anything. They talk about noise. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, I'm so focused on what I'm doing, I don't even hear the noise. It's the Kevin Costner clear the mechanism it, thing? No, from, from I, it's, the game? it's not like you – I never tried to do that. But I think a lot of athletes are the same way. Or you see what was a golf movie where things just started disappearing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right, that really does happen. It's like this elite focus where n- you don't see anything and all you do is focus on your job. So no. the only thing I would see yeah. would be either the guy I'm blocking or the football coming my way. But the crowd might as well not even have been there. Might as well have been no noise. Wow. That's how you get elite, yeah. baby. Yeah. And I remember we had you on a show through the years. And one thing you told me about Christian, and we'll let you go, was this. you said, oh, no. Chris has been doing this since since he was six or seven. You go, he was one of those six, seven touchdowns a game kind of kid. Yeah. He was. Like I, I would, and and you, I mean, people say Pop Warner, and it, it's a joke, this, that, and the other. But I didn't score six or seven touchdowns no. a game, Pop no. Warner. Like you could tell early on, but but you never know because you, know, you got to grow. You got to go through yeah. maturity. Uh-huh. How big? How you don't know that stuff. But he was really good as a kid. It's been fun to watch him continue to play at the same level like he plays as he's gotten older the nfl like he plays the way you described those pop warner games. yeah i think about that rose bowl against not, iowa not quite pop well, warner because i'm not exaggerating with six or seven touchdowns but so, think, not, so you know not quite pop mm-hmm. but he he's still he he he's you know luckily he's blessed with some physical ability you got to be to play in this league and but he's a big game success. kid too yeah. but I mean, yeah but he loves it man and i promise you no one works harder to get ready to play yeah this and game. i'm sure he's been dreaming about this moment since he was being babysat by the Shanahan family growing yeah. up and of course we got to ask you about that relationship how is that relationship still with the Shanahan family are you and Mike yeah. in a group text during the games oh, what, what is that like yeah you know our families are so close the Shanahan's feel like family to us but one of the things and so does the 49ers team I mean so many Brian Greasy's the QB coach yeah, Bobby right. T yeah. Anthony Lynn the Kubiak brothers John Lynch we play college yeah. ball together I mean this whole organization feels like family to us but especially the Shanahan's we became real I became really good friends with Mike after he retired really we had a player-coach relationship. We kept in touch. Peggy and Lisa were friends. But then, you know, we developed this stronger friendship after he had retired. And now we have our sons that yeah. we get to watch coach and play. But um, but it was interesting because Christian and Kyle, like Christian was four doing Super Bowl thirty-three, right? So he knew of the Shanahan family. He had met him and mm-hmm. liked him and knew we loved him. But he never played for Kyle. So when he got uh, to San Francisco, one of the first things he did was meet with uh, Kyle. And they met for over an hour, and he's like, look, I just want to let you know what I'm all about. I know our families know each other, but man to man, we're meeting each other for the first time. This is how I view the game. And Kyle said, this is how I view the game. This is why we trade it for you. These are our expectations. And Christian said, this is what I'm all about. And they just had this incredible healthy conversation introducing each other for the first time because people assume like they know each other. Yeah. But Kyle's way older than Christian. Yeah. You know, well, he, they didn't know each other. And But after that call, 
he get, I mean, after that meeting, he gave me a call and said, Dad, I'm in the right place. Yeah, nice. and, yeah. and Ed knows this. Yeah, there we go. That's Christian. So if you can look on the Twitch feed, on the YouTube feed, yeah. that's Christian at the one in Miami when you beat the Falcons, right? That's Super Bowl 33 against yes. Atlanta. Uh -huh. yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. And, uh, and there, that's, what is he, two or three? Gosh, he, or? Let's see, that would have been, so what, in January 98? No, January 96, so three, four years old, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And Probably Mike was three, the yeah. coach, and Kyle was on the sidelines, right? Was he's Kyle sh he's showing good form. He's dorsiflexing that <laughs> yeah. front foot. Oh. <laughs> You're working him early. <laughs> That's it's, all Lisa right there. It's kind yeah. of amazing, guys, that here we are now, and yeah. he's going to be. I'll tell you, you know, what, if they, if they take care of their amazing. business, that'll be me running around. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice, Ed. <laughs> well, Ed, it's not just your family, and, your, and your, you're just a great talker, man. We like talking to you, brother. So we appreciate you, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, thanks for having you. me on the show. Ed Go McCaffrey, KNBR, back in the Bay, the Stanford man. The Stanford man back in the Bay. Uh, okay, uh, tr uh, Trey Wingo, yeah. to close it out, nice. have a good one. Have a good week, Ed. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> On KMBR 104.5. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company, and I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah, and... Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.